The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Tuesday, 5th of May. The Fujicast. Hello, welcome to the Fujicast, the daily photo show that was weekly, but during this lockdown, stay-at-home time, it's daily until we're allowed to go back out and play again. It's a show about our lives as picture makers, a show which does include Fujifilm stuff and questions, yes, but you can shoot whatever flavour of camera you like. And as it's a Tuesday, Kev, guess what day it is? Well, guess, guess what we do on a Tuesday, rather. Tech Free Tuesday! Tech Free Tuesday! You're absolutely Yay. right. I've got a couple of things I'd like to just um, say quickly while I remember, though. I wrote them down here, like little shopping list reminders. Shopping? What shopping? Um, Phil Payne was um, had a birthday yesterday. He was uh, divided by four times eight, divided by um, uh, um, uh, 31. <laughs> so, happy 31st birthday, Phil Payne, friend of the show. Um, and I wanted to check as well that you've been uh, you've downloaded Rocket League, Kev, because uh, my my Jack asked whether you were ready as a family to go into battle with uh, Albie's new Xbox. We have downloaded it. Yes, I haven't actually figured it out yet so far. <laughs> all I've done is try to play FIFA football with him, and my fingers and feet and toes and things that do not seem to understand where uh, those buttons go. Are you being properly dad-like playing the Xbox? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. It's great, though. I have to say. Wales v Arsenal, Newport County versus Brazil, <laughs> amazing. What you want to do? We we um, we have a competition where we choose the lowest rated teams we can possibly find from whatever country, um, <laughs> and play Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah you must uh, Rocket League is the game or the kids are playing and um, we can do a split screen on it and it can be your family versus our family it might be a slightly unfair because Jack's been playing it for well over a year now and he, mm. he whops my backside every single time we play and I just get oh dad you're so slow oh don't you know how to do an aerial yet and all that kind of stuff <laughs> so I did say look if we play the, if we play the Mullinsizins you yeah you have to you have to remember that they will not have the head start that you've got and and you know maybe you should go easy to start with but he doesn't quite understand that so I, I'm suggesting the next thing is we have a handicap of at least at least ten nil to you before we start. Oh, he's that good, is he? Mind you, in fairness, <laughs> I don't believe in going easy either. Mm, all right then, okay, that's it. Straight in, all out. Yeah. Stand stand by for a lesson in in. Uh... <laughs> First game I played in FIFA with Albi, within literally within five seconds, I had a red card. Oh no, did you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. what's that? When you what, like, were you? Dad, were you trying to break my legs? Were you doing slide tackles? <laughs> yeah, that's the expert. That's that's the only. Uh, that's the best way to do tackling. I love it. Uh, I think if you go, don't you get down to seven or eight players and the match is abandoned? Yeah, I think it's nine, isn't it? In is real it life, anyway, I think I you've got three red cards. That's it. You, it's a six-nil deficit. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> anyway, back to Phil Payne. Mm. I don't really want to wish him a happy birthday. Why? Because he called me the other day on my mobile phone yeah. at about half past seven in the morning, just as I was oh. you know, kind of <laughs> getting myself to into life. Yeah. I re- ring, 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 ring. All right, Phil. All right, Kev. Uh, was I'm he off on, to work. He, so was on he, his way, up, yeah, but, he, he was on his way to the BBC, wasn't he, where he works in engineering at the moment. He rang me up at a ridiculous <laughs> o'clock in the morning to tell me all about his lovely new job. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> nice to you. Nice, lovely new job. All the cheery he was. I was like, all right, Phil, you know what time it is, Phil? <laughs> He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. No, bless him. It's lovely to speak to him. Yeah. So happy birthday, Phil. Happy birthday, Phil. And yeah. um, also I mentioned for Cameron Neville, who um, has been on the show before. Um, he was the, or he is rather, not was, he is, 
um, this uh, tremendous force of photography when it comes to making those pictures of the the fires. And he's also a firefighter, of course. Um, as, well, I say of course, he's also a firefighter. Um, so he's, he's fighting the fires and photographing the fires. And I just wanted to give him him a mention today um, uh, because uh, I'm reminded as well because I spoke to Russell Ord, who's the amazing surf photographer. The the pictures are just incredible. I mean, this this guy. He waits in the surf. I got the word wrong. I said, do you look down the funnel? He said, no, mate, I think you'll find that's a tunnel. Uh, <laughs> so he, look- <laughs> he looks... <laughs> in, in one word, I proved just how little I know about surfing. <laughs> but I said to Russell, I tell you what, I'm not sure. I mean, despite the fact that he's a, a, a blindingly good surfer himself, he goes 15k offshore. We're talking about Southwest Australia, okay? He goes, he goes 15 do, kilometers. Do, yeah, do, that's do, exactly what do, I thought. Do, do, do. <laughs> and he said to me, you know, this is Australians all through and through, isn't it? And I'll come back to camera for something else. He said, um, when he said, oh, don't worry about the sharks. He said, listen, you know, there's car accidents every day. You still get in your car. And he said, uh, ah, shark. He said that you know, it's overblown. <laughs> I don't know whether I'd, and it'd be that blase and, and Cameron I was speaking to Cameron and um, he's doing uh, alongside his photography at the moment he's he's actually a really good gardener as well he's all these multi-skilled Australians and uh, I said don't you find that you've got snakes um, you know if you're if you're rooting around in the a rooting means something very different doesn't it in, in Australian sorry um, <laughs> if you if you if you're sort of digging around in the plants in Australia, you're going to come across snakes, and they have nine of the ten most venomous snakes in the world. And he said, "Oh, I see them, but they're made of different stuff, aren't they, Australians?" We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> That's America. Anyway, you ready for some questions? Yeah, tech, let's go. Tech Free Tuesday. What have I got here? Um, well, while you're rooting around in your 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 packet of letters, I had a lovely little postcard this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, very nice. Kind of uh, Winnie the Pooh on the front. And Gemma was like, oh, look, you've got a little postcard. I haven't had a postcard in, well, I can't remember the last time I had a postcard. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not very popular. Anyway, it says, <laughs> to Kevin, yeah. loving the podcast, cheeky little request. Any chance for a shout out for my Instagram channel, which is at Bubs Pictures. B-U-B-S-P-I-C-T-U-R-E-S. Oh, it's Bubs. It's That's our boy, Thomas. It's Thomas. I, he said. He goes on to say, "I know your listeners would love my pictures." Cheers, Kev. Oh, isn't that funny? He he sent you a postcard. Oh, did sent me a postcard. Sam must have been in on that one. He's, I'm sure. He's, perhaps. Yeah, he's on a PR drive at the moment. <laughs> to to up his uh, subscribers to his Instagram channel which is all about trains. I'm tell you what, he's getting he's getting to be a good photographer is our Thomas. Well, I, I already subscribe to it, so I see his pictures. But anybody who wants to support your little Thomas, Bub's pictures <laughs> is their Instagram Bub, link. Bub's pictures. Bub's pictures. Do you know that does make sense because the other day he said, uh, "Do you think Kevin would like to do a collab?" And I said, "What? Are you talking about collabs?" 
he's got the language of an Instagram and a YouTuber. So uh, that, that's that's what YouTubers do. And he said, "I oh, know, I know, I know." He said, "I'll ask you to do one, but Kevin's got so many more subscribers, Daddy. No offense." <laughs> if he wants me to do a collab with him, will I have to wear my baseball cap on backwards or something? Absolutely, and go train spotting. Yeah. I have to get, a, get a skateboard. <laughs> to get a skateboard with only uh, one wheel or something. Yeah. What they call it? One wheelers. Uh, one wheelers. Yeah. Right. Let's do a question. Um, <laughs> hi, Neil. Hi, Kev. Congrats on uh, becoming the 100 Club podcast show. Catching up fast on the archers. Actually, you're now outdoing the archers who've had to stop recording episodes. So go for it, boys. So he's got three questions. This is Andrew Higgins. Um, three questions. I, I thought I'd save. Um, I'd do one and would save two back. Do you want? Do you want to choose one, two, or three? Uh, one. One workshops. Uh, two. <laughs> Your own <laughs> careers. <laughs> Three. <laughs> um, the third one would be about um, what does photography mean to you? It's it's quite an in depth one. Should we go for these uh, one or let's go, let's go for one? One, let's right? Okay, one. workshops. When I was getting into photography, way, way, way back in my school days, there was hardly any mention of photography workshops. I avidly read amateur photographer and books instead. The only workshop I can recall was the Photographer's Place, a highly regarded residential centre in Derbyshire, run by Paul Hill. I think running quite academic rather than beginners' courses. Now there are hundreds of courses. And hundreds of workshops everywhere, run by everybody. So what does the panel think about the boom in these? Obviously a new source of income for photographers, but call me a grumpy old thing or devil's advocate. Surely participants should go and do photography, learn from doing or reading books, looking at other photographers' work. Your thoughts? <laughs> Coming from two people that present workshops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, is he talking about the kind of workshops we do? I suppose he is. Could be, could be a veiled email. That could be, couldn't it? Could be. If ne mm. it, in, in next time, uh, he should write me a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? Well, I'm, what's I'm, your thoughts? Look, I have, I have some pretty strong thoughts. Yeah, I look, I, I, I don't think workshops are a bad thing at all. I think it's a good way to learn from people who've got experience. I would only ever go to a workshop if I if I thought I was going to glean something from somebody who's got some experience and has been working in it for a while. For example, I would never go on a business workshop uh, with a business coach that learned about um, learned about coaching business because there are courses where they say, right, this is what you need to teach people that want to learn business. I'd mm. rather go and listen to, I'm going to pull a wild example in, but yeah, I'd go and pay and listen to Alan Sugar because he's been in business. And he's yeah, all, exactly. You know, a and, business coach that learned how to be a business coach from a business coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's somebody yeah, who learned business by by making mistakes, doing it the hard way, uh, winning and losing. I'd I'd rather go and learn from somebody like that because I think there's value to be had. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was in university all those years ago, our head of um, uh, faculty was a, a guy, an, a gnarly old businessman, because it was a business um, kind of faculty, and his name was Sadri Gilani, uh, Asian guy. And, uh, and I remember him once stood there. We used to every once a month on a Thursday evening, we all had to go to a lecture with him the whole the whole um, year. And we all had to wear suits and everything, which was a nightmare. And he was like, this is what it would be like in the business world. You wear a suit. Yeah. So we all had to wear suits. And, of course, I looked like a bag of nails. You know, none of my suits fitted or anything. Anyway, are you, um, are I remember you, him once Are you saying, still wearing the same ones for your weddings? I still, I still got. I still got. And, uh, I, uh, I remember, I vividly remember this. He stood yeah. there one night and he said, um, look, he said, you will be good business people because you're on a good business course. You will go out. You will fail. You will fail again. You will fail. Then you will succeed. Then you'll succeed some more. Right. Then you'll succeed. Then you'll get bored. And then you'll come to a university like I did. <laughs> 
that's what he said uh, he was bloody good uh, as a business lecturer though <laughs> ah, but what about the photography courses come back on track with the photography courses what are your strong because you said you had some strong thoughts what are your strong thoughts on on photography yeah. courses my, my my thoughts echo yours actually in that um you know i wouldn't there is a whole load of people who uh, shoot for six months and then set up courses and often they they start them off with um you know getting started with your camera type courses um and that's fine right if you're if you're if you've been using your camera for a long time but there's there's no way that you should if you've been if you've shot 10 weddings there's no way in no way should you be offering workshops or education to people who you know based on the back of 10 weddings it's just yeah. not right um and in my mind i would i believe it's at least five years worth of industry graft before you should be entitled to um offer training workshops and stuff like that so i agree i agree with uh you know with the with the comment that there is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of which many are very good but a vast majority of the ones that are out there at the moment are pretty pretty ropey i think you know you've got a whole load of these get rich quick schemes on you you see them on facebook all of the time click here to download the pdf on how to become the best wedding photographer in the world you click the link and then at the end of the link it says you know here's your pdf two pages of, of bump now click here to buy page you know uh, section two how to how to run the accounts of your business blah, blah blah and it's like a rabbit warren of of money just going into someone else's throat mm um and you know and you also on, on you also have the, the the photographers who who actually just want to be rock stars you know they don't want to work they don't want to they, they're more interested in the speaking scene and the speaking circuit and mm. you know and, and wearing their baseball caps backwards and standing on stage and saying look how great my life is um and usually at the end they cry a little bit just to you know for a little bit of emotional <laughs> effect um and and okay. you know that's a load of that's a load of up as well yeah because you, nobody wants to pay. You know, you shouldn't pay to go to listen to a speaker to stand there to tell you how great their stuff is. Uh, you know, you want to learn. You have to be educated, and um, you know, and, and there's so much. There's so much of it. So you, you have to be very, very careful. Um, yeah. Look at the reviews. Look at the feedback. Uh, you know, speak to the people. Email them. See what you're going to get. And you know, just understand the fact that ultimately, I my my question would I would email them and say, how long have you been in business in this particular area? How many weddings you've shot? If it's weddings, you know, what's your what's your commercial footprint? If it's commercial photography, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, five years is is I think a minimum. We we had a question last week which was talking about uh, courses and workshops, and I mentioned Joe Busing. Because we've both been to the Jeff Askoff ones. I've, ne- I've never, even though I've been to three of them, I think I saw him say pretty similar things all three occasions. For me, I needed some validation on, on a couple of points, and that really helped me, and it was worth every penny I spent. Plus, you can't yep. deny that Jeff, of course, has got oodles of knowledge and has worked with pretty darn good um, clients as well, so he knows what he's talking about. But of all the people that I've ever listened to, Joe Busink, I think, taught me the most in terms of um, the way he talks about people. I thought that was a really interesting angle. He talked about clients, and for me, that was probably the best business course, although I'm not sure he would think of it as a business course, the best business workshop that I've ever been on. Yeah, you only need to get one golden nugget, don't you really, for yeah, it to be worthwhile yeah. as long as it's not overpriced. And, and you know, you're right about people like Jeff. We, we, 
both of us went on i think three of them and, and the, the content was very similar but actually you come away from each one with jeff's workshops yeah. thinking yeah I'm, I'm inspired and i and I actually learned stuff whether it was editing or whether it was you know clients handling whatever it doesn't matter but but it was still a an educational thing and also what you have to remember with these things is some people people like jeff people like joe people like myself to a certain extent and possibly even you that is part of their business now so Part of their business, yes, the majority is shooting weddings, but the rest, the part of it is to is to move that into an income stream for education. Now, when it becomes a proper part of your business and it's in your business model, you have to do it well and you have to do it with integrity and you have to do it for the whole point of the uh, of what it's called. And, and that's education. Mm. It's not it's not there as some kind of vanity thing. It shouldn't be there as a, oh, yeah, I, if I do a couple of uh, crappy little workshops, I could buy myself a new camera. Mm. I'll find some mugs to come along. It should be you give your blood and soul and you give, you tell everybody what yeah, they need to yeah, know. And hopefully they will go off and, and do the right thing. I also think you should get your money back if if the uh, person facilitating it says the word awesome, uh, personally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just said awesome. I want all my money back. I'm leaving now. Emily Renier, friend of the show. What have you learned about yourselves as people whilst being photographers? Are there aspects of your personalities or ethics that have changed thanks to or because of photography? Uh, Well... um... (laughs) Shall I try and do some more random sounds? (laughs) Uh, Here's one. (laughs) I don't know whether it's because of... I I don't know, it's really tough, isn't it? I think I've become more of a... Definitely more of an understanding of the dynamics of um, people and the relationships between people. People people building skills, then. Or 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 just people skills full stop. Understanding people. Well, I wouldn't say my people skills are any better, but (laughs) my observation of people's (laughs) skills, the people together is better. I'd like to think that had I never picked up a camera, I would still be the same person as I am now, put it that way. Um, But I do definitely feel that, you know, I have a much more uh, grander understanding of kind of memories and nostalgia and you know thinking about the future and future generations and what will be left i'm forever saying to people you know friends and stuff whenever i try and take pictures of them say don't take a picture of me don't take a picture of me i just say to them now i'm totally blunt about it say when you're dead your kids will have no pictures of you (laughs) you don't say that i do i say it to their face i say it all and say it to my mum all the time when you're dead we'll have no pictures What do you so, think of that? It will serve and, you and, right. And so who who are you who are you spiting? Yeah. Your all you're doing, your own ego and vanity is getting in the way of uh, your future generations having memories of you. When you started um, with uh, photographing on the street and also photographing at weddings and a photojournalist style, um, were, were you very very different to the way you are now? When somebody said, "Oh, don't take a picture of me. I don't want it," or turned away purposefully, or or did that dying swan act because you dare lift your fifty six millimeter in their direction? Have you changed the way that you react to that, or or is that or is that the way you react to it now? You'll have no, no. pictures when when you know when when you're dead. <laughs> I'm more experienced, for sure. My my gut gut feeling is the same. My gut feeling is, ooh, why are you behaving like this? Your kids will have no pictures when you're dead. But my experience, I behave in a more experienced way now, or I, I deal with it in a more experienced way, for sure. But yeah, I think, you know, from a photographic point of view and how it's affected me personally, I mean, it's it's given me a lot of, it's opened a lot of doors, of course, and I've seen a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have had I still been sat behind a desk in the bank mm. programming websites, you know, although I wouldn't probably be thinking about giving my car back right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Right, one more question, then we'll do um, the uh, we'll, we'll mop up last week's photo challenge and also set a brand new caption one. Uh, let's go for Mark Dell. Hi guys, love the show. Yada yada yada. My question as a friend of the show is. Oh, he's he called himself a friend of the show. You can't just you, you can't sort of announce yourself as a friend of the show. You have Mark's to a friend of the show. Is he, yeah, let's yeah. give him it. Let's give him it. You have to be announced. <laughs> is he now officially a friend of the show? Yeah. All right then. Round of applause for Mark Dell. Kevin, it seems on this show your show partner does seem to suggest that you are grumpy. <laughs> Moi, when when you did Jack and Haley's wedding, you didn't seem grumpy. Is this something you're aware of? I think we've had a question like this. He snuck one in again, I think. Or so am I dreaming? Or did you write a piece for a magazine entitled Kevin Mullins Turned Professional? I can remember reading it, and the, the quote at the end was, I am Kevin Mullins, and I am now a professional wedding photographer. Keep up the good work from Mark. Well, you see, this is when you said then about Mark Della, you can't announce yourself as a friend of the show. I was thinking, <laughs> careful, Neil, because you were my second shooter. We shot that wedding together of his son. And I was thinking, do you remember when we shot that in um, uh, Kate Oxfordshire, something or other? Oh, uh, was that the... Jack oh, and Haley, yeah. So oh, he was I dad. Take, I take that. I take yeah, that. I was thinking, I, I was going, no, Neil. Shh, no, shh, who, wants Mark, <laughs> who wants Mark as a friend of the show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Obviously. Mimi, Mimi. I would... Me, <laughs> no, it's not a Mimi, it's a... Meme. You've got to get this right. <laughs> Mimi. Right. Um, so, sorry, Mark. Yes, of course you're a friend of the show. Big time. <laughs> so, I don't suggest you're grumpy, do I? <laughs> uh, well, most people do, in fairness. But, I don't think uh, I do. You know, I think I uh, chortle at your grumpiness sometimes. It amuses I, me. Uh, I am. I, I play up to it as well, I have to say, I, I must admit. But uh, weddings, Gemma does say to me... I, well, I remember the first time I told Gemma I wanted to be a wedding photographer. She was like... Whoa, you, where are you going to get your personality from? You can't <laughs> buy a personality off the shelf, you know. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I think it's a concentration face, though, isn't it? Eh? Resting because, face. Well, resting face, yeah, because I, I had that right at the start of the year when, we, when I was still shooting weddings. Uh, I remember a client saying to me, you're right, Neil, you look a bit, you look a bit bored. I thought, no, I'm not bored at all. I've just got my, I've got what Kev would call his resting face. <laughs> it's obviously rubbing off on me. What about the other question, by the way? The magazine entitled Kevin Mullins, um, was a piece of a magazine called Kevin Mullins Turns Professional. Do you remember that, that piece? I do. Uh, in fact, so that was back in 2008 when we had the recession. Right. I set up my Happy business days. right then. Happy right. days. <laughs> Happy days, yeah, when we only had a recession yeah. rather than a global oh, God. Uh, catastrophe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I set up my business and um, I, I, for some, and I don't know how it occurred, but for some reason, Professional Photographer magazine, which in those days was still being printed and was, uh, you know, mm. was the main oh, mainstream kind of photography magazine. Very pros, good magazine, actually. Yeah. They approached me. Didn't and Paul, Paul Sanders was involved in that, wasn't he? Paul Sanders was uh, picture editor for the Times and then moved on to. Uh, he might have been with professional I photographer. Think he worked for, a while. for PP for a while. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Well, it was it was at the time it was the editor at the time was um, Grant Scott, I think. Uh, uh, sorry, yes, you're right, Grant Scott. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Paul was involved. Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, so anyway, so we, they they said, can you write an article about how to set up a bit or why you set up your business during a recession? Right. Which I did, and they 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 printed it four pages, and then 
actually it was Adam uh, Adam Scorey at the time was the editor and then Grant Scott was the next editor and then right. he went on to Emma Lily Pendleton and then right. uh, somebody else probably so anyway so um, Adam Scorey who uh, ran me up after that asked me he said that was really good really enjoyed that um, do you think you could do a monthly business column for us and I was like yeah okay and then I did that for four years yeah um, I know you were in there for a while article in professional photographer magazine yeah. yeah but it was all about business and finance and you know all that stuff but you're very good at that sort of stuff you are so good I've always thought you, you I mean whenever you talk to me about business I'm thinking I must be more diligent like Kev with all these spreadsheets and stuff I tell you what what you know what I might do if I can find the old word documents I might re give breathe some life into those on our new Fujicast website on the, pod, on the uh, blog yeah. section. Because I remember you writing and, and thinking, oh, Kev is switched on. The Daily Show Photo Challenge. Right. So from last week, we well, we we had another photo, um, Daily Photo Challenge. <laughs> it, but now on the Monday, we had uh, pictures of the number one. And uh, on the Tuesday, um, it didn't get much more inventive, actually, did it? Number two. Yeah. <laughs> people uh, were a little bit worried what, what some might actually present uh, on that particular one, but but people were generally well behaved. I could see that people's um people's apathy towards the theme was uh was similar to mine. <laughs> By then, yeah. <laughs> By then, yeah, we I, didn't have uh, I, I, we didn't have yeah. so many entries. I think you were you were hammering in the final nails at that point, weren't you really, to that feature? I, I feel like not many of them were photographed on the day that we announced it either. Uh, some of them might have been. Um, there's some nice ones. I like Paul uh, Ballaresque's uh, picture of his uh, two dog paw prints in the snow and the sand. Joe Miranda, a lovely little picture of a of a couple walking along a beach. That was nice. Um, but I think the one that I liked the most, um, I was right at the very, 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 very bottom. The last one. And it was Scott Rollins, and it was oh. the t- titled "The Two Last Onions." Uh, nice black and white suits me down to the ground. Two onions, good-looking onions they are as well. Right. Um, of, of all the onions I've seen today, you're the best looking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nicely, nice composed on oh, a nice little wooden shelf, white background. Nice job. Uh, so Scott Rollins, your two little onions. Well done. Um, <laughs> Al- um, we've got our cap- caption competition. This, this might actually last less than the um, than the daily photo challenge. Because uh, <laughs> it is very difficult to get people to send in uh, pictures of there. They think, oh, do I feel confident enough to send this in? Will, will it attract a caption? Yes, it will. Give it a go. Send it. Click. We've had at, some. Click. Well, we have had some here. Yeah. Click at fujicast.co.uk. Send that in. What we do is we'll announce it today and then we'll have the winners or rather the, the the captions that we most like in a couple of days time will be mentioned on the on the website fujicast.co.uk chosen one today from uh, a listener called alan mermelstein and it's a picture of a chap on a bike looking back at uh, look looking back at a hoarding board for a, a gallery sign and there's a sort of interaction between him and uh, and and the attractive model on the on the hoarding sign i think you're allowed to say something like that aren't you yeah um, so anyway, there's, there's your caption. You'll f- see it on the Facebook group today, the Fujicast Facebook group, and uh, we'll give you a couple of days to come up with your captions. Right, last question. What qu- was his name, did you say? Something Mermelstein. Alan Mermelstein, yeah. Ah, uh, Alan. Um, I wonder if he's related to Jeff. What, Mermelstein? Yeah, very, very famous uh, photographer. Mm. Jeff Mermelstein. Right. Uh, yeah, street photographer. Oh, street photographer, right, okay. Jeff Mermelstein was born in 1957 in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and studied at Rutgers College and the International Centre of Photography. Ah, 
and education. Um, final question for Tech Free Tuesdays. I'd like the Tech Free Tuesdays, by the way. Um, I do. Although, although we Let's do. See, we should do Tech Free Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Fridays. <laughs> no, we have to have some tech. Uh, but we do roll in some Tech Free questions during the week as well. But, it, but it's strictly Tech Free on the Tuesday. Graham Keithley, Kev, give us your recipe for Welsh cakes. <laughs> just because he's welsh doesn't mean he knows how to cook up a welsh cake this is how i get perfect welsh cakes go on then really really simple i say rosa <laughs> oh, <no>. rosa <laughs> can you make me some of those lovely welsh cakes you know like the ones nanny does ah uh, and is she, she good is she good yeah she's a she's a great little cook i've just been pod- she, her and uh, Gemma have gone off for a long dog walk albie and i decided we'd stay at home yeah. <laughs> and, Do uh, some and i've polished off the rest of the birthday cake oh did you know well, both of you. No, I didn't let Albie have any. <laughs> it's his birthday cake, Kev. Well, his birthday was on Saturday. <laughs> Tuesday, now. So you're stealing his birthday cake in much the same fashion than you steal his Easter eggs. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's not true, because I steal his Easter eggs before Easter. I steal his birthday cake Ma- after his birthday Man cake. has no shame at all. Well, that that's it for today. Tomorrow's just... Oh, no, tomorrow's not just another day. Tomorrow is uh, is your book. So you need to go and find a book that we can afford. Um, or a book that's just brilliant that people are going to look up. So uh, the book, books tomorrow and your questions, as always, send them into click at fujicast.co.uk. And Kev, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired. Talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.